You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 112. In this episode, I share with you how I plan my profits for 2018. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today I share with you how I plan my business every year to ensure that I achieve all my goals. This is the same method I teach all my clients and together we've planned millions of dollars in profits. Want to have a profitable online business in 2018? Get my brand new and free 20-point checklist for your own profit plan by going to sigrun.com forward slash 112. It's common sense that when you make a plan, it's much more likely that you achieve your goals. And still, there are so many entrepreneurs that don't make proper plans and then they wonder why they are not achieving their goals. I want to take you through the process that I go through every year to plan my business. This is the same method I used in my first year of business. It's the same method I'm using this year. In my first year of business, I achieved six figures in 12 months, and this year I'm achieving seven figures. And still, I use the same method to plan my business. It's the same method that all my successful clients use to plan their six and multiple six-figure businesses. And if you use this method too, I bet you're much more likely to achieve your goals. So let's dive into the method on how to plan your profits. Before I even look at the budget or anything related to the new year, I reflect on the year that is passing by. And I pick out the three best things about this year. And then I also pick out the three things that could have gone better. So let's say you had a lot more traffic to your website. Now, why was that? You have to look behind those things. So I look behind those three things that were good in my business and I look at what was it that I did differently than maybe the year before that brought me these results. So I could, for instance, say I had a lot more traffic to my website Possibly, well, very likely, because I launched a podcast and did 100 episodes in 100 days. I signed up very quickly and sold out many of my mastermind programs for 2018, three years, uh, three months, sorry, <laughs> before the end of the year. Now, why was that? It's because I did a live event in September. So whatever it is that worked well in your business, pick at least three things and look at why it worked well. At the same time, look at 
what could have worked better? Let's say you didn't write that book. This actually applies to me. I didn't write the book that I was planning to write. Yes, my excuse is that I launched a podcast instead. And I think that was very, very beneficial for my business. So whatever the priority is, still, I didn't write that book. So what does that tell me for the year ahead? Am I finally going to write that book? Or is it just going to go off the table as a goal? So after this reflection of the passing year, I do the wheel of life exercise. It's one of my favorite exercises before you go into any deeper planning, whether it's in life or business. Wheel of life is something you can Google. It's a very popular personal development and business exercise to understand where you are today. Typically, you look at health, business, finances, family and friends, romance, fun and variety, personal growth, and physical environment. And if you just imagine a wheel that should turn, in most cases, if you really are honest with yourself and give yourself a grade in each of these categories, you realize that your wheel of life is not turning. And if your wheel of life is not turning, it means that you are in imbalance. What often happens to us entrepreneurs is that we focus so much on business, which results in our finances turning out well, but maybe our health is deteriorating. Or we're not paying attention to family and friends. Maybe romance has been put on the back burner. Whatever it is, it's not going to make us happy in the long run. Yes, being successful in business and having some money to spend is great, but if everything else is out of balance we're not going to be happy. That's why I do this exercise with my clients to make them really realize that we need to pay attention to a few other things and not just look at the budget when we're planning our businesses. Especially as solo entrepreneurs, we need to pay attention to our whole environment, our whole life. You know, why did we start this journey in the first place? Because we wanted flexibility. Because we wanted to spend time with family and friends because we want to take care of our health. And then suddenly we forget about these things. So at least once a year, do the Wheel of Life exercise to see what areas are out of balance and then take a stock. Well, if health is out of balance or if family and friends category is out of balance, what are you going to do in the coming year to change that? And the same thing applies. If your business is not taking off, if you're not making the money you want to make, well, pay attention to this area. So for each of these categories, write down three things you're going to do differently in the new year. And then you're already getting much, much closer to a plan that brings you your life and your business in balance. And before we dive into the actual planning I do a vision exercise. Vision exercises are the hallmark of my whole coaching framework. I don't think you can achieve any greatness or success in life without having a vision first of what you want. And your vision is something that comes from your subconscious. But if you do the wheel of life exercise first, 
some seeds have been planted that help you create a more holistic vision that is not just about business, but life in general. You know, who do you want to be? Who do you want to spend time with? What do you want to have achieved when you look few years into the future? And once you have a vision, we can take it to the next step. I actually, before we even dive into the budget and the whole kind of what you think is the planning thing, I ask myself again and my clients, what is your one thing? What is the one thing you can see yourself doing for the next five years and even the five years beyond? And suddenly it becomes a lot clearer what you should focus on in the next year. I want to inspire and empower women to make their dreams come true and turn their passion to profits so they can create their lifestyle business and together we can achieve true gender equality and impact the world in a positive way. This has nothing to do with coaching programs or masterminds or online workshops or webinars. It's the one thing that I want to be doing and then as a result, I create coaching programs and masterminds and online workshops and webinars. So you see your one thing, I want you to get that clarity before you start to think about, oh, I'm going to offer this program for that price. Because if you are not clear on your one thing, well, then you might have a hard time marketing whatever you're selling. I also want this renewed clarity of who I'm helping. I help passionate female entrepreneurs who are ready to take their online business to the next level and willing to do the work. Action takers passionate female entrepreneurs. And yes, I like to help men too, but that's got to appeal to them too, that sentence. And if it does, great, then we are a match. Get really clear who you want to help. Even if you've been in a business for a few years, do this exercise once a year, because it could be that your ideal client has changed. It's probably evolved with you and your business. I also look again at the problem I'm solving. And luckily, since I've got so much clarity and I've already been a few years in the business, it doesn't necessarily change. But just writing this down, taking those few moments to getting clear on the problem I'm solving. The problem I'm solving is how to build a profitable online business with a success mindset, proven business strategies and the technology it involves. Yes, it's easy to start an online business, but making it profitable, that's my speciality. Think about also what's the outcome of your help. What's that tangible, measurable results that you can get your clients? I basically help my clients make more money. But I only want to help clients that are passionate about what they do. They're turning their passion into profits. They are taking their dream and wanting to live from their passion. And then I can help them make money. If somebody would turn up and say, Sigrun, help me make money. And I'm like, hmm, you're not passionate about it. You're not really going to change the world with your service. I can't help them. So that's a prerequisite. But the outcome is that they can live their lifestyle business. As a result of them making more money, they can make their dreams come true. So get clear on what the outcome is of your help and how you're helping them. I emphasize this clearly with my clients that you should have a method, process or framework on how you help. 
When you're beginning in your business, it might be hard to understand what this is. So don't worry too much about it, but put it in the back of your head. What's your method, process or framework and your unique process or framework? You may have helped, learned coaching somewhere else. I learned coaching through Dale Carnegie. Now they have their process framework. That's not mine. I develop my own and that's the same thing you should do yourself. Then you have an asset in your business and it's much easier to communicate with your clients what you actually do with them. And there's one thing that everyone finds a bit difficult, but it's so important when you want to think about how to market your business is to think about what's unique about you. It's the biggest difference in finding it easy to market your business or difficult to market your business. Once you know what's unique about you, everything starts to fall into place. I used to not share the fact that I'm from Iceland. It's not that I, you know, felt it was anything bad. I just didn't think it matters. Well, there were clients coming to me. They saw it maybe from my first name and also from my last name that I was from Iceland. And they signed up. And then they told me later on, I have an Icelandic horse. That's why I signed up with you. Or I would love to go to Iceland. That's why your coaching appealed to me. Or, you know, it was kind of endlessly people telling me how special they found it that I was from this little country in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean where only 340,000 people live. And I thought, really? So I started to mention it. I started to share it like I'm doing now on this episode. Every person is different. Figure out what's unique about you. Sometimes it's not so closely to related to what you're selling, but it actually matters to your ideal client. Another interesting fact is that my business is registered in Switzerland. I live there most of the time, although I'm spending a lot of time in Iceland this year because my father is sick, is that a lot of clients in Switzerland, foreigners living in Switzerland, like to work with me. And I'm like, why? What? What's? It's because they relate to me rather than working with someone who is maybe brought up in Switzerland and is a Swiss person. They'd rather work with another foreigner, someone that is a bit like them. So don't hide these facts about yourself. Talk about them and figure out what resonates with your clients, whether it's about where you live, where you're from, your hobbies. I have a motorcycle license. When I share it, people are like, oh, really? That's great. Currently, I don't have a motorcycle. I actually sold it when I moved to Switzerland. And because of my pain in my neck, I've not bought a new one. But mentioning it, that's unique. And what's most important of all, and this is key to your success, is to have a clear why. And maybe you're wondering why we're doing all of this, and this is actually supposed to be planning your profits for the new year. I just think this renewed clarity before you actually go into doing your budget is the key to my success and the success of my clients. We get this crystal clarity on our why, our ideal client, the problem we're solving, and what our business is about. And then doing the budget, that's a no-brainer. So get clear on your why. Why are you in business? Everyone has one particular why. 
you might have several smaller whys while you're in business, but there is this one incident or episode or something happened to you. Maybe it happened to someone else. Everyone has a why that drives them and made you want to start your business or made you want to solve the problem you want to solve. Get clarity on it. And even if this doesn't change, because, you know, my why hasn't changed since I was 16 years old, I look at this question every year and just say, yes, this is still my why. And from all of these, just get super clear on your tagline again. I repeat mine to you. I inspire and empower women to make their dreams come true and turn their passion to profits so that they can create their lifestyle business and together we can achieve true gender equality and impact the world in a positive way. Think about what's your tagline. Now, this is an internal tagline. This is not something I necessarily put on my website. I could, but I get the clarity for myself and then I go full of inspiration into the piece where people kind of cringe, you know, the actual budget, which becomes so easy when you have this clarity. Now you have this clarity on who you serve and what is the problem you solve. And then I look at my products again. And my product pyramid, so to speak, is what are the entry-level products I have? And then what leads to Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs that is my signature course and from there a lot of people decide to work with me on a deeper level in my different mastermind groups in mastermind days san diego or zurich or momentum or accelerator or vip mastermind and one-on-one i don't do anymore so that's cut off from my product pyramid but everyone has a product pyramid when you're starting out you may just have one or two products but as your business grows this pyramid of products gets clearer more solid, and it's absolutely clear this customer journey, when people start with a small price product and they come to your lower priced online course, and then they go to your signature course, and then they may wanna join you one of your group programs, and ultimately, if you still offer it one-on-one. So get clear on your customer journey. Everything from the freebie, to the low-priced offer, to the medium-priced offer, to the high-priced offer, and in the beginning, especially if you're just starting out, not too many offers. You probably go straight from freebie to offering one-on-one coaching. And then as you build your business, you can start to offer some online courses, but get clear on the customer journey. Your ideal client will not just buy one product from you. They will buy again and again and again. And your products will change with your clients. Mastermind Retreat Iceland exists because my clients ask for it. Mastermind Day San Diego exists because my clients wanted to go with me to social media marketing world. So I created Mastermind Day San Diego. I created a VIP mastermind because my clients asked for it. Your clients will ask, but you got to start that customer journey. And then you look at your revenue. So I have typically doubled my revenue every year since I started my business. In 2014, it was $74,000. In 2015, $164,000. In 2016, $340,000. And then I thought, well, I'll double it again in 2017, but it's actually tripling this year. 
And for various reasons, I had a lot more offerings available. And maybe looking back as we were talking about the reflection, doing more, I had a live event, I launched my podcast. I had a lot more ways for people to work with me. So those are the reasons, but also the increased traffic and having wonderful success stories from clients. Now, looking at my revenue goal for 2018, I think doubling seven figures is quite hard. So I'm aiming for 1.5. In your business, what is your revenue target? If you're just starting out, is it 50,000? Or if you are in your second year business, is it 100,000? Whatever it is, make a revenue goal. It's totally realistic when you're still around the six-figure mark to double your revenue in one year. But think about what is it per month? What is it per week? And how does your product portfolio fit with that revenue number? What gets measured gets managed. I want you really to decide what you're going to measure going into the new year. Now, typically, revenue is the most obvious thing. But also, number of signups per course and average sale per client or earnings per lead. Do you know what earnings per lead can vary? So we were looking at different businesses recently and my earnings per lead are very high. Earnings per lead means how much you earn per lead. So if somebody signs up for my email list, I know that typically I make around $60 from each lead. Now, if you're selling more low price product, your earning per lead could be only 10. And then you could look at how can you increase your earning per lead moving into the new year? And this could be one of your metrics. Now, if you want to achieve some revenue goals, you need marketing, you need traffic, you need leads. So decide how you're going to achieve this. So when I have a revenue goal, I think about earnings per lead, I can calculate my way back and say, okay, this means I need to add 10,000 new leads to my list in the new year. How am I going to get 10,000 new leads? Hey, I'm going to continue my podcast. I'm maybe going to start doing videos on YouTube. Whatever the activities are, you need to do them because revenue is not going to happen just by itself. You need email addresses. And in order to have email addresses, you need traffic to your website. So measure all these parts of your business. It starts with traffic to your website or to your landing pages, how much signups you're getting from that traffic, and then ultimately leading to revenue. So decide, I'm going to measure, for instance, in marketing, my email list size, obviously, downloads of my podcasts, and uh, video views on Facebook Lives. And then I always include some long-term marketing activities. I want to write a book. It was my plan for this year. I postpone it for next year. I launched the podcast instead, very proud of the 100 episodes in 100 days. And now it's time to start with that book. So I need to reserve time in my calendar. And it's one of the reasons I offer fewer mastermind groups in 2018 than in 2017, because I want to make sure I have that time available in my calendar where I can focus on my long-term activities. If you're not reserving any time for long-term activities, you know, your business will not grow as fast into the future. So for instance, investing this time to launch this podcast and doing 100 episodes in 100 days, that is an investment into the future. It does not result in immediate revenue for me. 
I see it as a long-term game. So writing a book, podcast, blogging, all of these things don't lead to immediate results. It's not just like a Facebook ad leading to a product that you're selling. It is something where it takes time. It takes a few months to work. Always include some long-term activities into your week. Typically, you can just kind of say, oh, on Fridays, I work on this, and that's what I do. And how do you measure those long-term activities? Well, me, obviously, that's a book, but I also have speaking engagements. I want to have a certain number of speaking engagements. And one goal for the new year is, for instance, for me to speak in the United States. I have mainly been, well, I've spoken in Canada, but I've mainly been speaking in uh, Europe. So as a nice goal, nice extra goal to have is to get a speaking engagement in the United States. So whatever your dream goal is, put it there. If you want to do a TEDx talk, put it on the list. It is much more likely to happen if you put it on your vision board. So all of this, this is all of the things that I do. And then I dive into my budget. And in the budget, I look at when I'm going to launch the different products that I'm launching. And if I have anything evergreen, I put that in there too. And then I map out how am I going to achieve my ideal figure. And if I realize that the ideal number is too high because it's just not going to work, I cannot sell suddenly, I cannot go from selling 50 units of something and suddenly selling 1,000, unrealistic. But if I sold 50 spots of a course and I plan to sell then 75 to achieve my goal in 2018, that's realistic. Whatever the goal is, I know you can double your numbers. Think about double, double, double. And then at some point, maybe first at seven figures, it might be more harder to double it. But up till then, you can double your revenue if you go through this planning process as I have described it and create your profit plan for 2018. Good luck. Want to have a profitable online business in 2018? Get my brand new and free 20-point checklist for your own profit plan by going to sigrun.com forward slash 112. There you'll also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give this show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.